Lesson five is communication. A couple quotes that reflect this lesson are Proverbs 18, verse 2, which says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And Gary Chapman, in Happily Ever After, said, When we listen, understand, and respect each other's ideas, we can then find a solution in which both of us are winners. You entered marriage speaking different languages. She speaks female, he speaks male. Her family fought openly. His family never expressed feelings. In her culture, looking someone directly in the eyes was a challenge. In his culture, it was respectful. Though you speak the same dialect, your natural responses, the words you choose in your body language, create interpretive challenges. That is why the Bible instructs you to communicate carefully. James 1 verse 19 says, Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Bad communication is one of the biggest barriers to intimacy in marriage. Good communication is a gateway to knowing and becoming one with your spouse. That is why you must communicate with your spouse with the goal of mutual understanding. Communicating with a goal to understand one another is not easy. It will take practice and patience, but it is worth the effort. Understanding and responding respectfully to each other helps bring peace and intimacy to your relationship. So, it is important for you to begin to identify destructive communication patterns in your life and start to replace them with constructive patterns. Destructive Communication Patterns Adapted from the book, A Lasting Promise by Scott Stanley, Daniel Traffin, Savannah McCain, and Milt Bryan 2014, Jossie Bass All of us have destructive communication patterns. It is human nature to deny faults, deflect blame, defend actions, and try to win a fight. The following is a list of four common destructive communication patterns. Rank these patterns in order from the one you tend to do most often to the pattern you do least often when communicating with your spouse. One equals most often, four equals least often. Attempt to give one example from your life for each. Withdraw and avoid. Withdrawal is separating yourself from important discussions. This can be as obvious as walking away in the middle of a conversation, or as subtle as shutting down emotionally. Avoidance is choosing to not address issues or engage in hard conversations at all. It is faking peace rather than making peace. A better way is to remember that relational health is a battle. Ignoring an important problem won't make it go away and often causes it to grow worse. If you want a healthy marriage, face and address things that create separation in your relationship. If your spouse tends to withdraw or avoid, ask, are there things that I do in our talks that feel unsafe to you? Escalate. To escalate means to increase in intensity. Escalation is often an attempt to control or back the other person down. It may be spouses trying to yell louder or talk over each other, or crafty attacks like sarcasm, name-calling, subtle threats, and recalling past failures. In extreme cases, it may be physical attacks. A better way is to call a timeout when you sense things are getting out of hand or you are about to lose your temper. Taking a break for a mutually agreed-upon time prevents you from causing more damage and allows you to gather yourself so that you can return to the topic in a mindset that is ready to listen and rationally discuss the issue.
Negatively interpret. Negative interpretation happens when you interpret situations, mannerisms, or words negatively, even when they are not intended to be negative. For example, you may interpret a question as an accusation. Did you wash the dishes is received as, you probably left the kitchen messy. Or you might assign a negative motive to a facial expression, like a confused listener's furrowed brow being received as anger or disapproval. A better way is to realize that negative interpretation often originates from an area of insecurity or from being in relationships where veiled comments were common. So combat negative interpretation by trying to believe the best about your spouse. Assume good intentions and ask questions to clarify when you feel like your spouse is being accusatory, threatening, dismissive, or hurtful. Invalidate. Invalidation occurs when you minimize, debate, or put down the thoughts, feelings, or character of your spouse without trying to understand why your spouse is feeling or thinking a particular way. It may be saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, or it could be worse. You might even dismiss a point with, that's ridiculous, or how can you even think like that? A better way is to remember the goal of communication is to understand rather than to win, be right, or defend. So be respectful and acknowledge your spouse's thoughts, feelings, and concerns. Ask why he or she has that perspective. You don't always have to agree, but you do need to do your best to value and understand your spouse's perspective. Take time to answer these questions. Question 1. Which destructive communication pattern did you rank as one, which equals most often? Why do you think you do this most often? Question 2. What things do you do when communicating that might trigger one of your spouse's destructive patterns? If you don't know, ask your spouse. Recognition is half the battle. If you feel discouraged about your destructive patterns, remember that once you realize a problem exists, you can spot it easier next time and make a conscious effort to communicate in a healthy way. Turning from old patterns isn't easy, but it is possible with God's strength. Constructive Communication Practices While recognizing and turning from destructive patterns is crucial, you also need to establish healthy communication patterns. Remember, the goal of communication is mutual understanding. To truly understand your spouse, you must learn to listen well. One time-tested communication practice is the speaker-listener technique. It is a way to actively listen to your spouse, putting into practice the idea from James 1 verse 19 that says, Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. In this technique, each person takes turns speaking while his or her spouse listens and paraphrases what the speaker said. Start with one spouse and only move to the other when the first feels understood. For the speaker, speak only for yourself. Share your own feelings along with your perception of the facts. Try to be concise. Using short phrases helps. Stop often to let the listener paraphrase. For the listener, listen with the goal of understanding. Do not interrupt, interject, debate, or withdraw. Try to focus on what the speaker is saying without being defensive. Try not to formulate a response as he or she talks. Confirm that you understand by paraphrasing what you heard. 
What I hear you saying is, repeat your spouse's thoughts and recognize, with empathy, your spouse's feelings. Empathy is defined in the Oxford Dictionary as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. For both the speaker and the listener, the speaker has the floor. If you're the listener, follow the listener rules and wait your turn to be the speaker. While the listener paraphrases, the speaker still has the floor. Share the floor. Take turns letting each other be the speaker. The speaker-listener technique will feel awkward and mechanical at first, but will become more natural over time. The way you communicate with your spouse greatly influences the quality of your marriage. Good communication practices aren't simply a set of techniques to enrich your marriage. They are an effort to honor God. Listening to understand one another and responding peaceably by articulating each other's thoughts and feelings demonstrates dignity and value. It honors God and your spouse as His creation. Romans 12 verse 14 to 18 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Answer this question. Question 3. Practice constructive communication by revisiting a recent disagreement. Replay the conversation using the speaker-listener technique. Write down any insights gained. Practicing good communication doesn't mean that you will always reach agreement or simply remain stuck when you disagree. Future lessons address how to work through conflict biblically. But it does mean giving your best effort to live with your spouse in an understanding way, building trust to peaceably move forward together. Communicate with a goal to understand. Here are some helpful verses. Proverbs 18 verse 13 says, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Proverbs 29 verse 11 says, A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Proverbs 15 verse 28 says, The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. And Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. Here are three action items that go along with this lesson. 1. Before group, discuss your answers with your spouse. 2. When communicating with your spouse this week, try to recognize one of your destructive communication patterns and improve your communication in the moment. 3. Memorize a verse in this lesson that will help you better communicate with your spouse with the goal to understand. The prayer of the week is, God, give me ears to hear, a heart to understand, and kind words to communicate well with my spouse. The truth about marriage. One lie we believe is, your spouse should always get you. But the truth is, truly understanding one another is an ongoing effort. Thinking that communication should be unnecessary or easy because you love one another is unrealistic. You are different people from different backgrounds, often with different priorities and interests. 
You each perceive and interact with the world uniquely. You change through different life stages and experiences. Couples who know one another intimately continually work to understand each other. They value their differences and seek input. They carefully communicate desires and prioritize the other's needs. They seek to understand and respect each other, even when they disagree, so that they can build trust to move forward together. For additional resources on this lesson, see reengage.org communication. <laughs>